Welcome to Wisdom with Trish. I'm Trish. I'm your host. I'm a mom to six kids. I've been married to my sweetheart for 28 years. And I'm a life coach. But most of all, and why we're all here, is I spent 30 years chronic dieting. Yep. Most of my life, I've spent trying to be in a smaller body. And this podcast is about my journey to turning to God and trusting Him to not diet anymore. I found a path of health and a path of loving the space I take up in the world. And I'm here now to help other women do the same. So I'm so glad you're going to join me on the journey. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm so excited to be on today. Life is very full at our house. I'm jumping on a plane tomorrow, and I'm going to be going to Idaho to visit my oldest daughter, who's having a baby, and it's going to be so good. She's going to have the baby Thursday, and I'm recording on Monday. So this week, we're having a baby. So by the time you listen to this hope you know she'll have already had the baby and I'll probably be home from helping her at that point but that's kind of what's going in my brain today is we're very excited about this baby stuff so I hope life's good at your house um now today's episode if you if you're just joining us for the first time today please go listen to episode 17 because today we're going to be talking it's kind of like the next sequence from that episode episode 17, letting go of dieting. So make sure you do that. So if you've already listened to that, um, we're going to dive in. So today, Danielle Dinkelman, who's a health and wellness plant-based coach, health coach, she is on with us today again. And I just love to have her on. I love to pick her brain. And today we're going to be talking about goals. And really what we're doing is we're we're moving forward from, okay, so if we're not dieting, what does that look like? So, hey, Danielle, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back, Trish. I'm really excited to get into this today. So everybody should know I live in Texas and Danielle lives in Utah. So when we do this, we can't see each other. (laughs) (laughs) So we're like, we're like on a call with our phones and, but we're not, we can't see each other. So if you hear, I've noticed with my guests, sometimes you'll hear some crosstalk. And that's mostly because we're not in the same room and we can't take cues from each other that you know that you want the next person to talk. So if you hear (laughs) us do some crosstalk, that's why it's just mostly because we can't see one another. And if one of us feels like you have to jump in, you really do have to kind of (laughs) jump over the other person. So so anyway, so but today we're going to continue. I've been excited to we're going to this is going to be a three part series um, on well, if we're not going to diet and we really are drawn to this whole food plant-based way of eating. How do we not turn it into a diet? Like, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. So last, the episode 17, we kind of talked about what it looks like if we are turning it into a diet. So we kind of have that foundation now, what we don't want to do. So now what do we do? Mm -hmm. And so tell tell us, tell everyone, Danielle, so someone comes to work with you and you, you kind of put them through these, you call them workshops. But, mm-hmm. and you, so the first thing you do with them though, is really you have them decide what their goals are yeah. and tell me, tell us what that looks like a little bit. 
Sure. So yeah, I, like you said, we're going to do, we're going to do three episodes um, following this. So this is, this is one of three and um, we're actually framing these topics around three lifestyle change workshops that I, that I have recorded myself and, and that I give to my clients. Um, but I want to, these are just such important topics. We're going to talk about goals today. We're going to talk about habits next time. And the time after that, we're going to talk about support. And these are really just all topics that need attention because there's tools that all of us need in our toolbox if we're going to really leave dieting behind and we're going to really take this lifestyle approach. I think there's just certain things that we learn from dieting that does not work with a lifestyle approach. Um, so this is kind of, yeah, kind of relearning and unlearning some things. Um, but yeah, it really does start with goals, doesn't it? When we want to make some changes. Um, but, you know, you and I were talking a little bit ago of just like, well, what is, what does that feel like? Even just that word goals, I feel like can be kind of a charged and trigger um, for Absolutely. people that have really gone through this chronic dieting cycle. So yeah, I would actually love to hear from you, Trish, on that of like, did you experience that? Or do you see this or, or hear this with other people? Do you feel like that's, that's a legitimate thing that, that we need to kind of reframe and just start thinking about goals differently so that we can even feel like we want to go there? Well, and I, do think that I'm just thinking of all my twos out there who have, like you said, done a lifetime of dieting that when you said, say to them, okay, and we're going to set some goals <laughs> that has to be terrifying to them. Ooh. I just, I just know it. Like they're like, yeah. okay, but well, I've set goals my whole life and I feel like I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like that's done anything yeah. for me. Like it just feels like, right. and what I found in my journey is deciding and you probably do this with your clients but deciding what are my desires like yeah. and and the desires sometimes has to be like even like to get god help me do this but get outside of the framework of just weight loss but Trish, what okay let's move let's put weight loss over here for a minute that is a desire but w let's decide why do you want that like let's you know and usually it's because it's the way we want to feel when we get there right yeah and then and you know and, and I had to start thinking well I really do desire to like if my kids go on a walk and they all start running I want to be able to run with them and yeah. not feel like oh I'll, you guys I'll catch up eventually you know I want to be old and be able to be active still and not right. have and you know I, I I want to be doing things when I'm 80 and 90 years old still I, yeah, I, you know, like I want to be able to be the thing. So starting to think of my desires would actually help set goals yeah. for me. And That's, I just, I don't know that I called them goals. Cause I was terrified of that. Mm. of just letting myself down again, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. I hear you on that. So I want to speak to a couple of things that you shared there. First of all, um, I love what you were saying that you, you really, you, you had to kind of pull back and say, okay, I'm just not going to call it a goal. I'm just going to get in touch with what do I want? you know, what do I want to be experiencing that's a little different than what I, that I am experiencing now, or I'm on track to experience in the future. That is where we start. Um, you know, I've, I've shared with you a couple of times that I take my, I take my clients through a planning process. And a big part of that starts with creating kind of a vision for themselves of what do you, what do you want your outcomes to be? What do you want? What do you want life to look like and feel like? But I got to say that there's a difference in my mind between a vision um, and a goal to me, a vision, that's the outcomes. That's like what we're shooting for. That's what we want to be experiencing. Eventually a goal, that's an action item. 
for now that is hopefully going to lead us to the outcome that we want. So I really make this big difference. And this is something that I, that I share with my clients in these workshops that, um, that we've got to kind of get a feeling of, okay, what are my behavior goals? What are my action steps that are going to lead to my outcomes, to that, to that experience or that vision that I want? Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, those desires. So that's a really important distinction to make. Um, so you, I mean, I even just say like, sometimes I don't even say like, what's your goal for this week or this month? We'll say, what's your plan? What's your focus? What, what's, what are your action steps? Um, and then, so we, we go from there. So I think that's a, that's a really important distinction to start to make, because that's one mistake that I see a lot of people make is they say, you know, they'll throw stuff out there like, well, my goal this year is to, you know, climb that mountain or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. What are the action steps that are going to get you there? That's what I'm interested in when I talk about goals. So maybe that's a good place to start. Well, um, and, and hearing you say that, I'm thinking about how I think that that's diet culture's play is they only, yeah. they only discuss the effects, like saying the effects yeah. would be the weight loss, which usually is never delivered, but they can continue right. to sell over and over again. And then it's yeah. never really given in like these doable, manageable steps, which you're calling goals. Right. Like, you know, right. like what, like, what does this look like? What, what's my next doable thing I can do? Yes. And then build on that and build on small successes to, you know, start to move towards a bigger success. And, and that has power to have some six little successes under your belt gives you some, you know, good momentum to want to do more. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which goes in line with the other thing that you shared about, about your twos. You, you have such a beautiful way of kind of describing and I, you know, people that are just joining us, I, you know, I would encourage them to go back to that episode where you kind of introduce that idea of there are three types of women that have had three different experiences with their bodies and with diet culture and whatnot. And, and like you said, these, these twos that you've um, identified have, have been victims of chronic dieting, which basically means chronic failure, like the cycle of like trying and failing and trying and failing. And, um, that is largely like the, the people that I work with. Um, so I'm very familiar with, with that. And my heart just goes out to them every single time. And the, the best thing that I can do or teach in those moments when they're just really feeling like just down in the dumps, um, there's this thing in, in behavior change and in coaching that we talk about is called self-efficacy. And this is a very well-studied, well-established theory that, that just like how we have certain things like self-esteem or self-image or whatever, there's this thing called self-efficacy, which is um, it's our confidence in ourselves to be able to make changes. And that is a thing all on its own, isn't it? And if you have chronically dieted, guess what? Your self-efficacy is probably down at zero, wouldn't you say? Like, you're just like, I'm just tired. I'm burned out. Like, I've tried and tried and tried. I've never been able to make anything stick. And we are just in, down in those dumps thinking, I am, I'm just a failure right now. And that's how it feels. Um, so as a coach, I get to kind of see that 
And, and I know what it takes to help people get out of that. And it's exactly what you just said a minute ago. It's giving them some small successes, helping them build that momentum. And that comes from choosing action items or what I call goals um, that are doable and, and that are small and that are easy. I sometimes I'll have conversations with clients and I'll say, hey, that's great that you want to do X, Y, and Z. That's great that you want to be, you know, 90% whole food plant-based this year. That's awesome. What's the low-hanging fruit? What's the first easiest step? What's the, what's the easy win that you can reach, reach for that would, that would just put you on that path? Okay. Can you see how different that is from diet culture? Because yeah. diet culture says, great, you found whole food plant-based nutrition. Awesome. Okay, you're going to start tomorrow. There's and no you, start tomorrow. And if, and if you don't, and if you don't do it, you should feel really bad and stop because you weren't in a hundred percent. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's, that's, that's the exact sort of thing that we're trying to avoid. So, so give me, I'm, I'm curious for you, Trish, like, what can you think of that would have been like a small win or that low hanging fruit for you? Did, did you kind of step into plant-based nutrition? What did that look like for you when you've kind of first got started? Well, you have to know that I'm not just a dieter, but I'm like a diet professional. So <laughs> I like did diets, but I didn't cheat on diets. Like mm-hmm. I just did them. So, so I absolutely took whole food plant-based nutrition and made it a diet because I'm, I'm awesome at it. I'm a professional. <laughs> and so I literally in one week, my house was cleaned out. We were eating new foods. My family's like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Mom's crazy. And, mm-hmm. um, and I really pendulum, I just pendulum swinged. But, and I literally mm. would tell myself, because I did keto for like seven months. And I'm like, oh, if I figured out keto, I can figure out this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, I, mm-hmm. like I just could, I would just, I, I just had a lot of confidence and I'm good at dieting. And so I, I wasn't even thinking at the time, oh, this is just, you're just making this a diet. I'm just thinking I'd had answers from God that this is mm-hmm. what I was supposed to do for probably the rest of my life. So for me, I, because I'm an all in or all out, I just mm-hmm. went all in. But I have to say that I've had to like rabble that back a little bit. Like, um, mm. like I've had to think, okay, treating this like a diet isn't serving me. Because mm. basically when I stopped losing weight, I was like, oh, now what? Because right, mm-hmm. like as long as I'm losing weight, then I'm like, oh, so this is all, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is great. And then, yeah. and then I that's when I really felt like God started showing me things when I'd be Mm -hmm. prayerful about, okay, well, you told me to do this. I can't really jump ship because this is what you told me to do, but Mm -hmm. I'm not losing weight anymore. And that's when I had to start like, like he literally said to me, Trish, what if you just didn't desire weight loss anymore? Like that was Mm -hmm. my answer. And I just was like, Oh, well then what does life look like? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I started doing things like, okay, well, I think that I can like walk my dog and do like a walk run every day. I could probably do that the rest of my life. Like I had to start thinking of things that I can stay and do this and I can start implementing more than I had before and move forward. But it, I mean, it, it still messes with me sometimes that it's not a diet. Yeah. Yeah. That takes time because I, I'm at, I'm actually comfortable in the diet. That's familiar to you. I'm absolutely. Yes, I, that's like my that's like my sweet right. spot or something. Like, that's yeah, your it's like zone. familiar. It's my comfort zone. It's and probably my control mm-hmm. issues come into that play mm-hmm. with that. 
And so, so that's why what you do with your clients is so fascinating <laughs> to me because I don't know if I had you when I started and you, I think you would have like been pulling the reins on me a little bit like, okay, Trish, whoa, whoa, you know, probably. Like, Maybe let's just start with, let's start with yep. breakfast. What can we do at exactly. breakfast? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I just, I, you know, so I don't know that I'm, no, I know that there's women listening who are not plant-based, but would like to mm-hmm. be plant-based. And what, what, how I did it is I think almost a turn off to most people <laughs> because it's, because it doesn't feel doable. Right. And that's what we're trying. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to help people with in this conversation today. Yes. Um, but I really appreciate yeah, you. I, I want it to be doable. I really yeah. appreciate you sharing your experience with it though, because, um, yeah, I would say like most of my clients want to do what you did because they are coming from the same place you were. They're very comfortable just flipping the switch and saying, game on, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. But what it's never exactly. And you experienced yeah. that. And even you said that you had to kind of unravel, you kind of had to take a few steps back. So why not arm ourselves with some tools and some information right now and, and go about it in a sustainable way. Right. So I love, I love the little idea that yeah. you dropped there too, of just like, if that can be as simple as saying, I'm going to give my per- myself permission right now. I know I'm excited about plant-based nutrition. Um, I, maybe, maybe the people listening have also had a spiritual confirmation, um, like you did that this is a really great way to go. I had a very similar experience that I've shared with you before. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have to do it all right now, perfectly tomorrow. Right. Um, so I love what you Mm -hmm. said. It could just be as simple as saying, you know what, I'm going to start exploring what plant-based nutrition would look like for breakfast and just be okay with that. Just focus on that. That's your action item, research recipes, um, you know, uh, start cleaning out your pantry from the non plant-based breakfast food that you don't want to have anymore. You know, that's, that's what we're talking about of starting small and sustainable, letting go of that go big or go home approach is one of the best things we can do to leave dieting behind. That's just so foundational, keeping it simple, getting the easy wins, that's what's going to build that self-efficacy, right? Because, because mm-hmm. exactly, that, yeah. then you're showing yourself, oh my goodness, I made a change and I'm going to stick with this. And oh my goodness, I'm kind of enjoying it. And, and, and we get to, we get to find our flow with it. Right. Um, it's, it's so, <laughs> it's so different, but I promise it works as long as you just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keeping it doable, keeping it small. It's okay to build. I love how you said that building on your small successes. Yeah. Well, and, and treating it like a diet, you talk about something that you call the rubber band effect. Tell everybody about that. Cause I think yeah. that that's, that's what you end up getting. Exactly. If you, yeah. That's what we want to avoid. Um, so I shared this in the episode that we did. Did we call it cancer and coaching? Was that, was that episode wow. where we, I kind of shared my experience of helping my husband adopt a whole food plant-based diet kind of, kind of overnight. Um, uh, to, to kind of treat his cancer. And what I learned from that experience is that, um, no matter how, <laughs> how bad you want it, um, if you're, if you're making too much change in too short amount of time to let your, um, 
your mind and your body and your lifestyle adjust and create new habits around those things, it's going to snap back. It's like stretching a rubber band so far when you let go, it will snap back in your face. Um, so we, we want to avoid that of just stretching too far, too fast, too much. Um, and only, only we can be the judge of that. Right. Um, so one, one of my favorite ways to help people avoid the rubber band effect is to talk about this idea of flow. Have you ever heard of flow before? No, you can, I don't, I, I'm sure a few haven't. So okay. go ahead. So, <laughs> so most people think of flow as something that they can use, like if they're creative and they want to, you know, get over writer's block or something, you know, and they use this, this behavior theory called flow where, where it's that state that, um, you're continually making progress on something and, and it feels effortless. It feels enjoyable and engaging. Um, but I, I love applying it. And we talk about it a lot in, in behavior change and coaching um, of, of constantly tuning into, am I in my flow with the changes that I'm making in my lifestyle? And um, so when I'm setting goals and action items with my clients, I'm always I'm gauging where they're at. Are they in that zone? And the way we gauge that is, you know, you're out of flow if you're on one side of the spectrum or the other, one side being too stressed, too overwhelmed to be enjoying the process. Or on the other side, you're kind of disinterested, you're bored, you're not engaged. Um, and and the, two, the two things we're juggling here are kind of the level of challenge that something is presenting you matched with the level of skill or kind of the willingness or the ability that you have to meet that challenge, right? Um, and there's some really great visuals mm -hmm. out there. Anybody could just Google flow, um, you know, flow theory. And so we want to stay in that sweet spot. So whenever you're making, you're setting a goal or a making an action plan for improving the way you're eating, or it could be, you know, exercise routines that you're wanting to start, anything like that. If you start noticing that you're feeling really overwhelmed or stressed by it, that that doesn't mean that you should just lean into it and try harder and force yourself to do it. That's a signal that you're out of flow. That's a signal that maybe we need to pull, just like bring it down a notch, you know, or maybe you need to improve your skill and ability for it. You know, maybe coaching, uh, maybe cooking is overwhelming. Um, so maybe we need to go sign up for a cooking class, um, you know, or watch some more YouTube videos. You've shared before that you, you spent, hours and hours and hours on yeah, YouTube, that's how, right? That's how I, yeah, that's how I learned to be right. plant-based. It was, I did it all through yeah. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're I, constantly yep. navigating, okay, does, is the challenge of this goal, this action item I want to take, is it matched with my ability and my willingness to do this? And if it's not, then we need to make an adjustment and that's okay. Like, uh, I don't know, like in your, in your experience with dieting, like doesn't that go, that just flies in the face of what you do when you're dieting. It's like, like you said, you're dang good at it. You'd never cheat. Like you just yeah. do it. Yeah. And, and so when I tell, when I tell clients that it's okay to, to just turn the volume down a little bit and pull back a little bit, they kind of freak out um, because that's not familiar. They're not used to giving themselves that kind of latitude, but what we're working for is, is what you mentioned earlier, that sustainability. You know, um, things that we say that we hate, <laughs> things that stress us out or things that bore us on either side, um, we're not going to keep doing them. 
that's just human nature. And we need to work with that more than against it. If we're, if we're wanting to take a lifestyle approach instead of the dieting approach, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I found for me that I used a little bit different words, but I found that I've, I've had to live and figure out like my level of being uncomfortable. Yes. And, and, and that being uncomfortable isn't Mm -hmm. bad. It's just, it's actually, you want, like, when you make these changes, you're going to be somewhat Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, cause your brain wants to go back to what you've done before. And for me, my brain is like, well, we know how to diet. Mm -hmm. And that's actually very comfortable for me to be dieting. And it's very uncomfortable for me to to be be in the space Uh of living and trusting that I'm in this for the long game. I'm not in this for, you know, a pair of jeans that I can wear next month. It's not about that. I got to, I'm in this for, I'm going to eat this way for the next 40 years of my life. And so, so, and that comes with some discomfort just in the sense of, I don't have like a, a short-term diet right. plan, if that yeah. makes sense. And so, and so I think that part of change, you're just going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be a level of that, but it sounds like to me, you're trying to gauge <laughs> how uncomfortable we should be. And, exactly. you know, we're, so we don't, so we don't get the rubber band effect, but then we also mm-hmm. change is somewhat uncomfortable. It's, it's hard for our brains to create change. Totally. It's just, they want to go back to what we know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, to be you got to be a little uncomfortable in this process if you're for me it's two things it's the leaving the diet culture and then it's continuing to just have this healthy lifestyle for the rest right. of my life yeah yeah no I that's perfect I'm really glad you brought that up because um that's actually like if if you go on google right now and just google flow theory uh image it will it will show kind of this you know axis and it'll it'll show flow going upwards and diagonally meaning that we do want to continue moving up. Like it's, it's linear going up. Um, and, and in flow theory, if you study flow theory, it does talk about that there is a level of challenge to the goals that you set, because if it's not challenging enough, it's not going to yield results and it's not going to be engaging enough. You're going to lose interest and it's going to like not even be on your radar. Cause it's, it's just not challenging. Um, so you're exactly right. Yeah. Of finding finding where that is, you know, but the minute it becomes stressful, like stressful to me is different than maybe challenging or, or uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. But like, and the way yeah. that I, the way that I talk about this, engage this with my clients is like, when we're setting our goals, we'll go through each, each of those action items that we've decided on. Um, first of all, just limiting the number can be really helpful. So I try to have them choose two or three areas of focus So most clients will choose like, well, I want to focus on nutrition. I want to focus on exercising more. And I want to focus on um, some self-care routines. And then we'll only choose two or three action items or goals within each of those. So we keep it, keep it small. Don't, don't try to do everything all at once. Um, And sometimes some clients, if their self-efficacy is really low, I'll have them choose one, one goal. I was going to say I would think some women, like what you just said, having three within all mm-hmm. three, they're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do any right. of that, but I could, but I could do one. Yes. And that's okay. And that's the other thing. When we create yeah. our plan, we're looking at three to six months. And then when we get into our weekly coaching calls, I have them choose like 
two or three things that they're focusing on each week. So it's not like we do all of it all at once. We kind of just pick a starting point and we go. So anything to like, keep it feeling doable. So that's the question I ask, like, how doable does this feel like? And I even have them rate it, you know, on a, on a scale of like one to five being five, like slam dunk, like super duper easy. Um, and one being, oh my gosh, this is going to be the hardest and stressful thing I've ever tried to do. Like we want to be like around a four, um, that it's like, I can do this, but it's new. It's new. So it is going to take some mm-hmm. effort and some intention, but it's not going to overwhelm them. Right. So yeah, keeping it doable. Yeah. I think the, the biggest, the biggest downfall of setting goals, um, for people is usually that they don't keep it realistic. Um, we set these really huge goals, especially if we're coming from diet culture, cause that's what we know. That's what we're used to. Um, so this is kind of, this is kind of that first set of tools that I hope people can go home with is to really, you know, focus on behaviors more than the outcomes or the, the, the finish line and focus on gauging that, you know, the doability, the realisticness of these goals and, and look for those easy wins. It's okay to build your confidence and your momentum by just going for the easy wins at first and, and build from there. I love that. Cause I know like, even with my kids, if I can get them to do that, totally, totally outside of totally food, right. Take food off the food and like all the stuff we're talking about just in any area of their yeah. life, when they have some, with some small wins in their mm-hmm. life. And then you know what totally. I mean? Like the, just the confidence that that gives mm-hmm. them to, to want to try more. And that's what this exactly. will do. Like set some goals, set some realistic goals. And then, you know, accomplish them, even if they're like what you said, easy mm-hmm. wins, take the easy yep. win, you know, and the easy one might be, you know, I'm just going to eat plant-based for breakfast and we're going to see how that exactly. works out. And I'm not going to be super hard on myself. If I end up eating what my family's eating one day, if your family's not eating right. this way, move along. This isn't about feeling bad about ourselves. Yes. <laughs> like, just, just decide, oh, okay. Think about how did I feel after that exactly. meal? Did my body mm-hmm. love that? you know, and how does my body feel when I do eat plant-based, like start paying attention to when you do have wins, like, what does that feel like? Mm -hmm. And what is that even like for your body? Because that's the other thing that diet culture does that um, we could probably do a whole podcast on is you just stop paying attention to any of your body signals. Yeah. You subscribe to a program and you just follow the program and you ignore all you, yeah, you really uh, disconnect don't you You ignore yeah you ignore your hunger yeah. cues like you're like I would think for your clients you a huge like thing that they could win pretty easily is how about this week you just eat when you're hungry yeah. and they'll say but that would be all the time no let's mm-hmm. let's tune in totally let's just tune yep. in and let's see I really want you I would love for you to eat plant-based foods when you are hungry but if you're not that's okay but really just only eat when you're hungry this week let's see how yeah that goes. I can I can think of a handful <laughs> of clients that we have eventually come around to that exact intention that they decide they're like you know what I just wonder what it would feel like if I just tuned in and if I just listened and and responded to those hunger cues and absolutely absolutely yeah. that can be that can be a goal um, that can be a step I mean I'm thinking of goals as like, you know, I'm just going to go to bed at 10 o'clock yep. at night. I'm just going to make my son go to bed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think we always think our goals have to revolve around the food we eat. Mm-hmm. But there's, and I think you probably help your clients do this. There's so much part of health that has nothing to Absolutely. do with food. 
that, that, you know, and, and I would think if you're helping a chronic dieter, it probably helps her to start working on all the things first that don't have to. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then tackle food almost. Yeah. Like we'll get mm-hmm. to that, but let's, let's get you some wins outside of food yep. so that this, you know, cause, cause for me, all the wins outside of food that I can manage, I, I do that really well because I, it doesn't feel like right. dieting yeah. to me. You and what, and what you're saying there but, is a really powerful way to kind of sidestep and build your self-efficacy in other things. And then it can, it can spill over to, to your, your confidence level and the momentum and the shifting that will happen in your mind um, when, when you're ready to come back to it. Um, and again, like we want to pay attention to that. We want to pay attention. What challenge am I ready for? And if it's not food, then just put it on, just, just set that aside for now. That's okay. Um, cause we are talking about something bigger here. We're talking about a whole person and a whole lifestyle. And that does have a lot more to do than just food. So absolutely. Um, I think the areas that are really important to pay attention to are nutrition is one sleep is one, um, exercise or just moving more throughout the day. And then stress management is a huge, huge one that I work on a lot. Um, and then kind of connected that with that is just self care. Like how much time in the day are you actually taking for yourself? Um, I think especially women, we really struggle with this. We think all we have to do 100% of the day is give, give, give. Um, So absolutely, I mean, we can always take a step back and apply everything that we talked about today about goals to any aspect of health and wellness. And sometimes that can be exactly the best place to start if you're really feeling down in the dumps and you just really need to step away from the food thing for a minute. That is totally okay. Uh, yeah, I would think that that's pro- would be powerful for women to, because that's all they've seen for their whole life. Yeah, is that piece it's of exhausting? It. And self and self care has so many pieces. Totally. I mean, just piece, just the piece of who are you? Who do you need to be saying no to in your yes. life? Yes, <laughs> that's self care. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's so many layers of self care, yeah. and but we only think of the diet and shrinking. Yeah. As, doing you know mm-hmm. what I mean and and just to open our minds up to oh there's so many ways you can be taking care of yourself that has nothing to do with absolutely food. I, that's pretty powerful I mean food's a bit, food's a big one if you can tackle it and your body's going to be really happy when it gets the nourishment mm-hmm. that it needs you know but it, you have time you can get there yeah. it does not have to be the pendulum swing absolutely and then you know and then risk the rubber band effect yeah so exactly yeah Good stuff, Danielle. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Goals, people. Start thinking of some, what she called them, low-lying fruit. What's some easy wins you can start having in your life right now? Totally. (laughs) And And start recognizing it. I think that we make changes and we do stuff and then we don't even take time to pat ourselves on the back that we do it. Absolutely. I could talk all day about that. That's like one of my favorite things. That's like one of my biggest jobs as a coach is to really... Like we don't take enough time to sit and reflect not only on the things that went well, but also the things that don't. Um, So it's always like, you know, did you have a success or did you have a setback? And I don't like using the word failure. Like let's talk, let's call it a setback. And, and a setback can be, I I love the saying, um, use bad days as good data. Like if you had a bad day, sit with it for a minute, journal on it, think through it, talk to somebody about it ask yourselves questions and like, 
learn from it because then it's like, okay, how did that go? And what am I going to do differently next time? Um, and that's yeah. part of the process. And that's part of choosing this lifestyle approach is it's not going to be perfect all the time. It's going to, you're going to have your setbacks and that's normal and that's healthy because that's where the lessons happen. And that's where we tune into our bodies and, and learn from what our body is trying to tell us and, and take that and move forward with it. Yeah, I think the key in there is what you're saying is when we stop, when we don't make it a diet, we, we offer ourselves grace. Yeah, which a lot of people are really you uncomfortable know? with. <laughs> so yeah. it, it's a Well, it's, well, a it's, just, it's just a, yeah, I would think that that all in or all out mentality and learning to just, we're just going to sit in, you know, so you didn't have a bad day, let's sit mm-hmm. in it. Like, let's, you know, let's get keep that data and then figure yeah. out what do we do now? Yeah. Like what's, what, what, how can we make this look different next time? And, mm-hmm. and for me, sometimes I'm like, I'm a human and sometimes I'm just going to have a day like totally. that. And then I move forward instead yeah. of just, you know, throwing, what did you, I'd love to just, you say it all the time, the baby out with the bathwater, <laughs> just like, Oh, I can't do this. Yeah. This isn't for me. I can't, you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't get us anywhere, yeah. but just sometimes offering ourselves grace and saying, I'm a human. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be perfect every day. But I'm, I'm surely, I'm, I'm doing much better than I did, you know, a week ago or, you know, for me, two years ago, I'm yeah. doing amazing. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. yeah, it's, a, it's a such good stuff. Wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm excited to talk yeah. about habits next time. And yes. this is great. I'm so, I'm so glad that we're talking about this because this really does, these are really going to answer that question of if not dieting, then what? So we're getting it. And what? That's right. Okay, everybody, if you want to um, check out Danielle, and she has lots of different places that she is. She's on Instagram, and she's on Facebook. You can go check her out on Facebook. It's on Facebook. Is that just a private group you have? So I have a free private group, yes, um, and that's the best place to hang out, either there or Instagram, um, whichever people are more comfortable with. At Instagram, it's at dd.healthcoach. And um, you can just search my name, Danielle Dinkelman, health coach on Facebook, and you'll find us there too. And she also has some really great videos on YouTube. See, I wish I'd have known about that. I would have just put you in my little, (laughs) all the YouTubing I did. Absolutely. (laughs) I would have watched them all. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming and talking, Danielle. And I am looking forward to the next time we chat. All right, everybody. I hope you're enjoying summer. I hope that something that we spoke about today Um, touched you that will help you maybe do something different than you're doing now so that you can enjoy this journey and really have joy in the journey so all right have a great day have a great day have a great day we'll see you next time a few things before you go if you have found that you need help on your journey of taking amazing care of yourself and loving the space you take up in the world. Please, I would love for you to come join us in my monthly membership coaching program called Breathe. Breathe is a place where like-minded women come together and help one another. I help you by coaching you and then I record that and then Other women will watch while you are helped. And then you watch other women when they're helped. 
And it's this community where women are helping women and it's so beautiful. There's a lot of other perks when you're a Breathe member. So you receive coaching, you get to watch other women be coached, and then you also get to have access to any course that I provide. So right now, there's two courses in the membership. One is how to eat plant-based in 30 days without dieting. So if you're at the very beginning of your journey, that will help you so much. Now, if you're a little bit further along in your journey, you will probably love my course that is on self-care. And it's a self-care course that you take over six weeks. And it's a way for you to come home to yourself and start figuring out what does love feel like for you? And this is a course that I usually offer just to a group coaching program, but now it's also offered in Breathe. Something else you'll have is you'll have this community of support. There'll be a private Facebook group that you can check in with. And remember, you're going to be seeing these other women be coached. So you will get to be honestly their best friends. It will be a wonderful community. And you know, sometimes when we eat plant-based and we try to leave diet culture, it's a little bit lonely. So that will be a wonderful support for you. The last thing, I provide weekly meal plans. I'm trying to think of everything I can to make this process of you loving you and you loving the space you take up in the world and you taking amazing care of yourself to have all the tools for that. And one tool to simplify your life is a weekly meal plan with a grocery list. And that will also be available in Breathe. And all of that will be available on an easy app so that you can access it on your phone and you can, um, it can be very user-friendly for you. So come join me in Breathe. You remember, nothing in your life has to change for everything to change. And that's the work we do in Breathe. Have you come up for air? Have you needed help to keep breathing? I got you. Come join us and breathe. Have you downloaded my free commitment planner? Okay, if you haven't, you totally need to. It's such an easy way for you to make and keep commitments to yourself and honor those commitments. Go to my Instagram account and in the links in bio, there is an option there to download that for free. Totally go get that. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. If you're feeling like you're missing episodes, it's probably because you're not subscribed. So whatever, wherever you listen, you just subscribe and then they will make sure that you don't miss an episode. Also, are you part of my free Facebook group? If you're not, you should be. Come on over, share recipes with us. And it's just a really diet culture free place to um, enjoy being online. And last of all, have you left me a review? Reviews is, are really important because that's how other people find the podcast is through a review. So how, wherever you listen, go ahead and leave me a review there so other people can get the help that they need through the podcast. All right, y'all are the best. Have the best day. See you next time.